Hi, this is Joseph Arthur. Thanks for checking out Come to Where I'm From. Please support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash come to where I'm from. We are an independent podcast, and any contributions you can make are greatly appreciated. You are something else, Ellis. <laughs> you really are, dude. I just, been, I just found out about you. Oh, all right. So, wow. This wacky world we live in. Yeah. There's so many... We'll dive into it. Entertainment choices. Yeah, it's so crazy, but, man. But uh, you're kind of a big deal. <laughs> All right. Ellis Ludwig Leon. That's it. Yeah. Uh, look at that's my mom's maiden name. Is really? Leon. Wow. Leon, so yeah. I got some of that in me. Well, maybe we're related. I think we are, but yeah. you got an E at the end of yours. Right. Ours, I think ours came from. Uh, it's Italian, and it's. I think it was from Galleon, which is like. Ellis, like just something a little closer. Uh, yeah. yeah. Sure. Yeah, I can be like right here. How's that? Yeah. Good. Yeah. That's great. Cool. Yeah. If you want to, you can like just get your laptop out and answer with that fake voice that you compose with. Actually, that voice, uh, the, uh, I also, there's like a bunch of vocal samples on, uh, on, a, on our records and it's all this one woman who I'm friends with, Eliza, and she toured opening, opening for us uh, uh-huh. the first week and like. It was so trippy to like be playing, look out in the audience and see her and like play notes that just are her voice. Yeah, that is really trippy. Fucking weird. What's her What's her last name? Her name is Eliza Bag. B A G G. Shout out Eliza Bag. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you were just doing a big tour, forty days, forty yeah. nights, like forty uh, days, forty nights. It's very biblical. Like Jesus, mm-hmm. very <laughs> biblical tour in the desert. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Did you see a snake? Yeah, I I didn't Several see any snakes. Several probably. Come on, so, no? I saw some lizards. <laughs> um, some yeah. lizard people. Some lizard people. Now, basically, yeah. Yeah. It was um. It was like it was a really memorable tour. It was great, but it was also um. Man, after after three or four weeks, you start to really feel it. <laughs> yeah. Where did you go? Um. I so let's see. We started in New Hampshire, and then we just did like a big loop. So we went up through a lot of Canada, through Western Canada, you know, Midwest. And then down the West Coast, you know, the, all the normal stops uh-huh. into Texas, you know, and then back up through Atlanta and then up into D.C. Where'd you play in Atlanta? I'm sweating. We played we played <laughs> Isle 5, which is... I've never heard of it's it. It's nice. I used to live in Atlanta. Yeah. It's a nice venue. Yeah, really, yeah. yeah. I, I like that. I like Atlanta a lot. We don't, like... I wouldn't say it's one of our best uh, markets, but it's, uh-huh. a, it's a fun place to play. And this is with San Fermin, of course. Yes. Your band. Yes. Good shout out. <laughs> Shout out! I didn't want to. I didn't want to say it because I knew I was going to get it wrong. Yeah. Do a lot of people get it wrong? Well, yeah. It's one of those where when people stop us at gas stations, I say, "What's your band name?" I always wish it was something simple, but I'm like, "Stand for me." Like, Stand for me. Stand for me. Yeah. Who's Sam? Y'all in a band or something? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, when they roll out with 20 people. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, at this point, yeah. What's we, that like? Yeah, that's nice. Is it high actually. drama? Come on, it's got to be high drama. It's actually lower drama. Low drama, right? Because, you spread the drama. Yeah, if you're, I think if you're in a, <laughs> a little bit for everyone. Yeah. If I have a, you know, I have a, a couple friends in bands where there's like three or four people, and I feel like that's actually more. That's worse. Because then you're like, you get sick of each other, all this mm-hmm. shit. Uh, for for us, it's eight, so it's like, you know, if if you're not talking to one person, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> there's seven other people. Yeah. So that's kind of nice. You seem like an accidental rock star. <laughs> Is that right? Well, I certainly wasn't planning to have a band, yeah. Really? Yeah. It's yeah. so but you're so road dog now. I know. Like I you know. are the epitome of the road dog. I know. I know. Honestly, well, I just remember the first record 
that uh, we made. You know, I, I just thought I'd put it on the internet. I didn't have any thoughts about it. And then no, I know I saw the documentary. Yeah, I like the documentary. Thank you. Yeah, it's, that was sort of a sweet. funny. Yeah, it was fun. To, I mean, that was a that was a, a a nice like it was sort of the end of a of a chapter for us. So we you know it was kind of a good timing for mm-hmm. to make that documentary, but. Um, what happened to that member that left? What's her name again? Uh, Charlene. 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 She's in town. She's uh, she's actually going to come come to our show and uh, at Brooklyn Steel next Is week. She going to sit in? Uh, she might come join for one song. Oh, yeah, okay. uh, which would be kind of fun. Um, but she's in grad school right now. Mm-hmm. You know, she's kind of she's growing up in, in all the all the best ways. So. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, we, you know, we I, I really did not think. I mean, I've not, I'm not really like a natural performer. I never wanted to be. Yeah. And then I remember sitting in on the first. Uh, record like first meeting with with the, the with josh deutsch who signed us to our first deal and he was like so you're gonna tour a lot and yeah. i was like well i guess if you say so <laughs> yeah <laughs> and no, here I we do. are you know six years later but you must love it yeah i do you I do mean, yeah yeah i mean it's, it's nice it's the only way i feel like it's the only time in my life like i'm i'm always writing music but it's the only time where someone gives you a schedule mm-hmm. says do this 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 and this at yeah. the end of the day if you did it right we'll clap for you right <laughs> i feel you yeah yeah, even today, like I, I'm, like my hair's wet because I just got out of yoga. But even like I was jumping up out of savasana and going, and I was like in the shower. I was like thinking, I'm one of the people with something to do because <laughs> as a musician, so often you're just like aimlessly wandering yeah. or like you know, <laughs> like it felt good to be like one of the business people that had to jump up and be somewhere. Yeah, like for yeah. this. I yeah, mean, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, for but, sure. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's I'm actually thing. I'm happy for this today because you know we got back last night at mm-hmm. whatever it was, 11:30 or something. Usually the day after a tour is kind of a nightmare. You're yeah. like you wake up and you're just like, what do I do? Right. But I'm like, well, I gotta get to this podcast. So. Yeah. So I'm still on the road. <laughs> yeah, I'm still on the road. I'm still doing. It. <laughs> yeah, that's was, cool. At least you slept in your own bed. Yeah, exactly. Well, that was nice. Yeah. Save my existential crisis for later today. When's the next one? Um. So the next tour is gonna be early next year we haven't announced it yet not totally sure moving some things around but um we have the second part of this two-part record coming out and when that comes out we'll do some some touring around it mm-hmm. probably a little less heavy than this this tour which was which was heavy heavy <laughs> yeah what do you do about the um existential is that how you say existential that word crises. existential what do you yeah. do how do you how do you deal um you know What's I guess I'm kind of I'm kind of old-fashioned. I mean, I the one thing I do is I I really try to like keep like a pretty strict schedule, even when I'm just at home. Like, so I I make sure that I'm writing by like eleven o'clock in the morning, and I try to be writing until about seven. So like I have like I set like really every day. I try, yeah. I mean, you know, oh, it doesn't always work. That's the plan. <laughs> Eight hours. You're Eight making hours, me yeah. feel bad about my life. Hey, no, I, that's that's definitely. Uh, what do you do with all the song? Like I, I've stacked songs. I have like so many. I go yeah. through phases where I write yeah. like that. Yeah. But then I have you like stacks. 40 songs. And I'm like, I got to put out 10 at a time. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> fuck, dude. Like, if I wrote every day from 11 to 7, I would literally have like 300,000 yeah. songs. Yeah, no, well, I actually, my 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 approach to it is that when I'm writing for the band, I, I do it like really specifically like during, I'll be like, okay, I'm going to write a record for the band. I spend like a month and a half or two yeah. months in writing. So everything else though, my, my sort of day job outside of the band is that I'm a composer for other ballet. Yeah. Ballet and whatever. These sort of various things I'm doing a musical and an opera right now. And yeah. so for those things, um, actually those kind of work better in that, in that daily in schedule. That, yeah. Whereas when I'm writing for the band it's much more like, I think how you're describing Liberal Yeah. You're just whatever. like, all right, I'm going to like, you know, I'll stay up late, you know, maybe I'll go out, you know, or out, you know, often I'll go travel somewhere and then, uh, mm-hmm. 
and and that kind of writing is a is a much more like comes from the heart you know yeah yeah so the other kind doesn't come from the heart as much more from the head i think it's more from the head i mean you know you try to find a you try to find a balance there but you know at a certain point if it's like okay i'm writing 25 minute ballet like mm-hmm. you know you can just be all right well i need to do five minutes here you know six minutes like this five minutes and you can actually think about it a little bit more mm. just a little more like plan it out you know yeah but uh whereas with songs it's like wherever the song takes you that's like where you got to go yeah yeah and how much uh how many albums have you made now with this band so it's been four studio albums plus so, a live record okay yeah. so you're like on album number four basically yeah yeah this is the big that's the sweet spot yeah man. i remember that this is our born to run that's cool yeah it's just, it's kind of weird it's the first time on this tour i was like man we've been around like you know yeah like, like here we are in in you know whatever edmonton and like mm-hmm. i don't want to look around like i've been here like i've, I've done yeah. you know I've, this is enough tours now yeah because i watched a couple of interviews with you mm. and you were talking about it was like i think it was like your second run through and you're like yeah this time i've been to places so now i feel more home like everywhere <laughs> or something yeah i'm paraphrasing yeah yeah but, uh, that's definitely happened yeah to the point now where like i was now like you're like old school you just yeah. don't even care you're jaded <laughs> <laughs> my girlfriend came to visit in uh in uh where is it washington dc mm-hmm. and uh she she like had never been or had, hadn't been since she was a kid and wanted to do all this stuff mm. and uh She's like, let's go. Let's and, go see the dinosaurs. <laughs> and I was like, I think I'm going to sit in this green room until, until you know, 8 p.m. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I was also like week five. You kind of. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I hit yoga. I'm, I'm, I'm obsessed with that, but I, I make sure. I've been on, I just got off the road, too, and I'm getting ready yeah. to tour another two and a half months. Oh, com- wow, that's coming serious. Coming up, yeah. yeah. In March, starting in March. Nice. Yeah. Where are you so. guys going? Uh, starting in Europe. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Like in Ireland and then all the European things. That's great. Yeah. That's a March, March in Europe is a, it's it's like a bone cold, you know, you're like, Mm -hmm. I always feel like when I, when I'm in Europe, we always end up there like winter and like my feet just aren't warm for the entire time. Yeah. I got I got those uh, Vibram shoes. Like, oh, there you I'm go. I'm obsessed. Yeah, you know those. Yeah, the five finger ones. I gotta get those. Yeah, dude. Once you get those, you like look at there. They are right there. Oh my god. Yeah, <laughs> the greatest. I I need those, man. We want a sponsorship yes. from Vibram, please. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, like um, no, they're the greatest because they teach you how to like use your feet mm. again like your feet are perfect technology that's the idea interesting i've so been running on them and like what they what it is is like if you have those big padded like supposedly protective ones yeah you like heel strike and you're like and you're and you're and basically you're shutting your senses off so you're you're like you're kind of making yourself dumb I yeah, guess in a right, way sure, and so sure. you're like hitting your knees and your hips that's why people get hip and knee injuries that makes sense it does and yeah. then when you start running on these because there's no padding you have to run more gazelle like you have to uh you relearn how to run yeah and it spreads the impact in a way that makes it so you can run like longevity wise that's yeah that's impressive yeah. I, it's good i mean i feel like it's fun the the peri- the, the process of touring is like getting in touch with your body a little bit you know uh, yeah that's what i that's the that's what i <laughs> yeah. think too that's yeah. why i ask about these kind of things because yeah. it's like i don't think people understand like to actually legitimately do this thing uh-huh. that you're doing it's an athletic 
and also yeah. psychological like psychological it really is i don't know the word but you know like athletic and psychologically demanding yeah no yeah man i mean exercise yeah. that i think's interesting it's at this point it's kind of lame on tour like you look around the green room everyone's doing yoga or like right. stretching or yeah and it's like yeah this is you kind of have to i mean i started getting really bad back problems like yeah maybe three years in and so now i like you know, I I do uh, Pilates and I all love shit. Pilates. Yeah, you have to do it. Like, I'm into it. Joseph Pilates. Yeah, that, right. That's his name. <laughs> I, know, I know. It's always funny when like yeah. when it's just, like this thing that just feels like it's as ancient as time was made up by some guy like named 20 years Joseph ago. Joseph Pilates. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I guess he named it. Uh, oh, I forget, but it was something else. He gave it a different name, and they just said, "Nah, we're gonna call it your last name." <laughs> <laughs> That's the bad thing about having a, a last name like mine, which is uh, Ludwig Leone. It's, no one's gonna name anything after a, a name that's that hard to say. <laughs> Dude, didn't you want to just call yourself Ludwig Leone? Yeah. Damn, bro. Like you, honestly, you're doing really well. But if you just would have gone with Ludwig Leone, <laughs> be better. Yeah. Well, you'd yeah. be on the cover of Rolling Stone by now. <laughs> Where'd that come from? Like, are your folks yeah. like uh, classical fans? Not or? at all. No. So it's literally my dad's last name is Ludwig. It's a it's a wow modified just jewish name and then my mom's is, is italian so they just you know put them together that's amazing where'd you grow up um i grew up in massachusetts um in like a really small town uh called berkeley and uh kind of kind of woodsy area okay yeah. yeah i i yeah i saw that one you did with uh shout out kyle meredith uh where you talked kyle, about yeah. uh slaying animals as a boy <laughs> or it was like <laughs> it was in one of your songs slaying animals. you remember that yeah, yeah, in the woods yeah 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 this guy yeah i mean secret psycho i have no idea secret weirdo i love that song it is weird it opens the album right yeah I, yeah, I remember yeah, yeah. I chose that song to open the album. I was working with Peter Cadis on that record, and uh, and you know he's been around, made a lot of great records. Which ones? Salamanders, right? Pulling legs yeah. off salamanders. Yeah, pulling legs, exactly. Or yeah. So we were working on we were working on Jackrabbit together, and you know Peter's done you know many much more successful records than I have, and uh, I was like, so that's gonna be the opener, and he was like. Yeah, sure. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> He's like, that's a fucking weird song to start a record. Yeah. Why'd but, you want to start it with that? Because that's that whole record's kind of about like this loss of innocence, and uh, mm -hmm. and I mean, I guess that's kind of a theme for me. But um, and that 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 story that starts the, the record is um, just based on this time that I went back. I used to when I was a kid, I used to go in the woods. I used to catch like you know animals and and hang out, and I'd bring my friends back there and. Uh, one, like maybe when we were in like I don't know seventh grade, I brought some friends back there, and suddenly like they were kind of too cool for it. Mm -hmm. And uh, w one of my friends brought his brother, and his brother just started like mutilating these animals, and it was like fucked up, you know. And like I, I just remember it being like the first moment where I was like, the world is kind of a cruel play place. You know? Really? Yeah. And I wanted to start that record with like a you know memory of that kind of. That's that gives me uh, chills right now. <laughs> no, it does. It's like a good. It's powerful. That yeah. song. The is world so is good, well. Man. The world is a cruel place. Yeah. Well, do you think that? You know, I kind of do, and I, I think um, I think that one of the like sort of beautiful but also really sad things about art is it's like trying to make sense of that always, mm -hmm. and uh, and you know uh, you can't really. So yeah. it's, it's always a, a struggle. Yeah, I was watching, I, I'm a big uh, fight fan. I like, yeah, it's like speaking of the world is a cruel place. I'm, yeah. um, and I was watching, going down a fight rabbit hole last night, and then it got onto like 
Conor McGregor like like terrorizing people or whatever. And I was like watching Conor McGregor do his thing. And uh, I was like thinking, yeah, kind of thinking like, yeah, like the world is like a battlefield. Yeah. And like he embodies that in the sort of modern era, I yeah. guess, in a way. But yeah. it's like, it's interesting because the world it has like a, you know, I don't know. It's it's yeah. built on wars and death it and is. destruction and all this other wild shit. It's like. Since day one. Since but I don't one. feel that way. Like I wake up, I try to do Ho'oponopono prayer, go yeah. to yoga. I love yeah. you. Where's my like cruel like where's my like well war mentality yeah well I mean, why do you have to do all that stuff right yeah you know you well that's to, true right no and i'm not an innocent i'm not right. claiming yeah, that not, at, right. all, yeah, at all but yeah. i'm just saying like no, like interesting it is weird well my uh, uh mike hanf who's the drummer in san Fermin, he uh was listening to it mein kampf mein kampf <laughs> 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 he would he would lull at that uh, <laughs> Uh, Mike, Michael Hamp and uh, he, he was listening to this podcast a few years back when we were on tour it was basically about like the history of the world and right. he like kind of turned to us and was like man in order to be remembered at all you have to kill at least like 5,000 people <laughs> yeah you know uh-huh. <laughs> to and get a statue somewhere yeah <laughs> and, it's, and it's true and I think that that's like uh, or make a poppin record yeah make a pop exactly. <laughs> and slay all the fans and slay at least 5,000 fans we a did, night we did a we did a show <laughs> We did. We played well, a, you, that. You are slaying fans when you crush it out there. Yeah, that there counts. We uh, we we played a show opening. Uh, well, we did. We played at uh, Outside Lands, and we were like on the main stage. You know, earlier in the day, and the the headliner was was Metallica, and oh. uh, and we stayed. You know, stayed around. We we're really excited to see them. Of course. And uh, yeah, you, be- you better have. <laughs> God, it was amazing. You know? I mean, literally, like first of all, we're like you know we're sound checking while there's these giant like Tyco drums all around us. That mm-hmm. it was like you know it was amazing, but. Uh, Anyway, the you know the, the their show started, got on the mic, and uh, James Hetfield was like, um, "How you guys doing in the back?" You know, there's literally a hundred thousand people there. Like, How are yeah. you guys doing in the back? You alive back there? And people like, yeah. He's like, "In order to rock, you must die." <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, "Yes, Metallica!" <laughs> just like flames, like went yeah. up. That. It was amazing. Yeah. So he knows what's up. Yeah, he knows what's up. <laughs> yeah, there's there's that one book. I I can't remember what it's called, but it's something like the rebellious history of uh, rebellious history of america or something like that or yeah okay and it talks about like everybody's just getting fucked up like <laughs> yeah. like in the founding father times it was yeah. nothing but like hookers and drunks people who didn't want to pay taxes just like <laughs> yeah it was like yeah. tons of that yeah yeah like this whole country was founded on that yeah i mean it's funny yeah it's weird now it was you know we were like um you know, I just think that things have changed too, where it's like mm-hmm. the days of, you know, rock bands trashing hotel rooms and shit. Like, it just doesn't work that way anymore no. in the same way. Cause yeah, like, there's just it's not, done. yeah, it's just not the, the resources. Like if we trash the hotel room, we're like, right. all right, well, okay, <laughs> we're going home now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, mm. the but, label will drop you. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really, it feels kind of corporate in a way that's a little, or cleaned up at least, which is kind of interesting when you read those old histories of like, yeah, Motley Crue and Guns. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, what made you decide to like uh, be a musician when you were? Well, how'd you go from the woods and pulling salamander yeah. legs off to like? I know I'm gonna compose some jams. Some jams. Yeah, my. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's you know that's why every day it's just it's my to do list is compose some jams at the top of my list. Exactly. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. Why from not? eleven to seven. Yeah. Fuck. Man. I think I might have over overstated that. I a hope little. you did. <laughs> With a lunch break in the middle, I hope. 
<laughs> no, I yeah, I take I take I take lunch break. But uh, yeah, no, I uh, my whole family are are uh, visual artists. My parents are both painters mm. and were professors. And my my sister and my cousin, who's like another sister, are both uh, painters, artists as well. And so it's just like a family like tradition to be in the arts, An artist. Um, which is cool. Uh, but, um, I, you know, I remember I, I was also a good, good drawer and whatever. Do you still paint? Not really. Cause I, I <laughs> cause I remember I was in high school. I was, I was like kind of the, you know, the star like art student in my, like whatever sophomore year class and did a bunch of drawings and put them up and they had, you know, open house for parents. My parents came in and they were like, Hmm. <laughs> they're like, yeah, this looks all right. And I was like, you know, there's gotta be an easier way to impress them. Really? <laughs> yeah. Come on. Don't let them get under your skin. Nah. Alice. You can still do it, man. No, it was actually, uh, uh, it was, I, I just always, music was the way that it, that came naturally to me. Mm-hmm. I like, I sort of realized that when I was like 10, you know, it's like, Hey, if you're making noise, people have to pay attention to you. And I kind of, yeah. I kind of liked that. Yeah. So that was really what it was. So um, what, what'd you start on? piano um but i kind of kept it separate from like my i was a i was i was like a a sport like i was a basketball player when i was in in high school oh yeah so you always wanted to wear basketball i always shoes. wanted to wear basketball shoes you did your <laughs> research <laughs> <was> good, yeah. <laughs> he is tall how tall are you i'm six two yeah, yeah. so uh, uh, that not, was my not, i'm six five yeah i know well, yeah. You, you'd be a good center <laughs> yeah well i don't know about that yeah. uh, maybe a forward yeah, power, yeah, forward. power forward yeah, yeah. <laughs> but we uh yeah so i you, you know you guys I, should find a few other six foot tall new york yeah uh, singer songwriters yeah. and open yeah. get a get a team going win butler out here or whatever yeah yeah um yeah so i was you know i was um i i kind of kept it separate like i i took piano lessons but i like you know i just thought it was kind of nerdy and i didn't want it to be like mm-hmm. something that was my thing and then uh <laughs> i started when in high school i met uh my friend andrew who was a he was like from a really religious family he was big into christian rock and uh and uh striper my, yeah right exactly was he no he was in, yeah, he, liked, <laughs> he liked a lot of you know but he, he was also a big metallica fan he's just mm-hmm. like a metalhead and i was like you know i'd never the, heard was into jesus as well yeah exactly right and i had never heard you know I, i'm from like a family of charlatans you know so mm-hmm. it's like, i was like oh, i don't know what's going on so anyway we started this <laughs> we started this <laughs> this metal band and uh it was called entropy Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> which is a tough sounding word but actually probably not a really good band name no, no. it's kind of like boredom yeah it's just <laughs> it's like, well i guess the boredom falls apart yeah you know? yeah. yeah 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 well and that was a, no, that entropy's was a, not a boring, point of yeah, con- shit falls apart right shit right. falls apart i guess but, that is pretty good well you know and i, I just i didn't even like i had no i was just like playing like you know c minor like strings like you uh-huh. know uh and uh on the on the keyboard and uh and we had, you know, these rehearsals that we sounded fucking terrible, but you know, it was like the first time where I felt like I owned it rather uh-huh. than it was just like in some old lady's house. Like right. how to put it. Piano. How old were you there? I was 14, I think. Um, and then I had a series of bands in high school and, uh, yeah. And the entropy was short lived mainly because the, the main argument, uh, turned out to be whether or not we should write songs about girls or not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> what side were you on? I was pro. I you was pro. pro. Okay, was I'm pro glad. I'm song. actually glad to hear yeah. that. <laughs> I mean, it, it was a moot point because we didn't have a singer, so it was like we were writing these songs with lyrics that no one was singing, so it that didn't is so matter. Funny, and it broke up the band. <laughs> it broke up the band, and uh, yeah. So then I went uh, off, and uh, and you know, I, I haven't haven't been in the uh, in the the 
metal sphere since then really except yeah. for my brief experiences with metallica <laughs> so. yeah well that's cool there's yeah. always time there's always time exactly. i bet you can make a really good metal record if you put your mind to it there's a there's this band this guy i went to school with uh he like disappeared after school we didn't hear from him for a while and he came back with this band called earthside which is like this prog metal i like that name. yeah earthside exactly and i i didn't, yeah, I didn't know him too well but they had this uh record and it, it I, we were listening to it in the in the the bus yesterday it's like the most insanely like intricate like through composed like metal with all this crazy shit and like three eight bars and it it's inspired kind of amazing you. It inspired you yeah huh? i mean it's super like just a different sort of Take. zone than what i do but yeah metal is like such a, a robust like you know there's so much so many ways you can take that, that mm. it was really cool anyway yeah well it's cool you're you are approaching it from a different perspective where you're like uh you know composing for all the instruments and the singer and so the singer isn't necessarily like the most essential element all the time right or or you know what i mean i don't know if i'm putting that no that makes sense yeah yeah which is good it's like it gives you a different it's a different vibe yeah it's a little funny i mean my i feel like my my job is like really weird in the band which is yeah i'm writing all these parts but i'm also with the singers it's like this more like it's a really personal thing where it's like i'm writing songs but i need to make sure that they feel like it can come from them yeah and you know it ends up being especially with alan who sings the half of the songs he shout, he out, I, alan tate. shout out alan tate we um we met when we were 15 so anytime i give him anything he's mm-hmm. like there's a lot of push and pull. Um, oh, there is. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, I'm not gonna sing that. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. So I was that must that must uh, that must be intense. It's intense, yeah. It's, because if have you must put your foot down sometimes or sometimes, but like he kind of in a way. Um, I mean, the ultimate power is just not opening your mouth to sing it, right? So mm-hmm. he's like, yeah, I'm not going to re- do that unless we rework this. And there's, you know, our our collaboration, our history of working together is. Uh, has had so many iterations that like I I think we both kind of know what we're gonna think. Right. What's an example of that? So like where he refused. Yeah, I'm trying to think most recently. But he he was cool with pulling salamander legs. Yeah, he liked that. He shit. Liked that shit. In, yeah. Is he's, is it another one with if it's about a girl, he won't do it. <laughs> he's like you <laughs> keep you keep drawing that thing into your life yeah, over exactly. and over again. I'm like, I just want to write cool songs about girls, man. <laughs> Hell no, dude. It ain't coming out of my mouth. Yeah, Christian rock. Yeah. No, I'm trying to think on the most recent record, like um, you know, there was like a. On the one that's about to come out that hasn't come out yet, the second half, there's a song um, where, like, basically he was just like, the pre chorus is the chorus. Like, mm-hmm. and I had a whole other chorus. He was like, this chorus is not working. It sounds lame and it kind of sounds like some of the other stuff we've done. And I was like, no, 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 this works. And finally, I was like, let's record it both ways. And he was actually, you know, ended up being totally right. So we cut the chorus. And so that kind of thing happens actually a lot with him. Mm. Um, whereas I'd say, you know, that that, that it's, it's just it's coming from such a long sort of collaboration whereas with if i'm working with clara with carly it's a little bit more like we have a conversation about what we're trying to accomplish there's some push and pull but it's a little less like sort of like base level you know two 15 year olds like fighting it out in the mm-hmm. basement <laughs> yeah just kind of still what ellen and i are like that's cool yeah yeah, yeah remind i kind of like started thinking about massive attack when i was checking your stuff out yeah a i love bit. massive attack yeah, like because it's like there's like oscillating singers and yeah. the singer is part of the thing, but it's like the 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 mind behind it is the overall. 
Yeah. Somehow more so. Yeah. You know, I think Ma- Massive Attack is a pretty good uh, good reference. Correlate. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I think what we're trying to do is is weird right it's like yeah. on the one hand when people come to the show still half of our fans just think the songs are coming from the you know they, they don't care they yeah. just like the song so you have to sell it at the same time like you know it it's obviously it's this sort of weirder the car's being driven from the back seat a little bit right um and uh yeah that's just like a really tricky tricky thing but it does give us some versatility where you know, if I'm writing a song, I could write it for Alan. I could write it for Carly. I could write it for Claire. That's like three different parts of the keyboard. I can literally write for any range, any kind of, mm-hmm. you know, register. Alan's really warm. Claire can be really like, you know, athletic. There's just lots of ways to. Athletic. Yeah. Like, you know, you can give her you really. Like, say, I thought you were going to say shrill. For no, some. God. <laughs> not, that is. No, no I don't know why I thought you were going to say that. But then you said athletic. <laughs> no, I thought she's like, she, you know, like Alan, like. The best. Melody. By the way, I never heard. I didn't hear her, so that wasn't oh, a comment no, 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 on no. that. By the way, I wasn't. Like, <laughs> it just was like a prediction. No, she uh, like with Alan. Like the best melody you can give Alan is like, you know, is actually fairly. The range is kind of small. Like mm-hmm. it's it doesn't move a lot because he's just got so much like richness to his voice that mm-hmm. he can do a lot with it. Um, but you know, sometimes I want to write melodies that are moving all over the place. And so, like on our most recent record, we have the song Saints that like starts at the very very bottom note that claire can sing and ends at the very very top and like that's kind of a fun challenge for me to write like that and i think it's fun for her to sing most of the time yeah <laughs> except when except she's got like, like a cold two weeks on the <laughs> yeah, road exactly <laughs> uh, are there egos where you try to balance it with like okay i gotta make sure alan gets three songs and she gets three songs so nobody feels left out or whatever happens happens and they're all fine with it's it. it's pretty chill um i mean I think the fact that like there's so many of us on stage and that like Alan is by nature like a pretty team player kind of guy um and you know and and same with Claire and and definitely Carly as well so it's 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 actually like sort of amazingly devoid of ego but I do think that you know if I started you know giving Alan songs that weren't you know right for his voice you'd just be like what am I you know what are you doing so there's definitely like a you know I have to hold up my end of the bargain too, for sure. That'd be one way. If you want to get rid of them, you just start like writing <laughs> in fucked up keys. For yeah, them. Right, exactly. <laughs> I don't know, bro. This is what I was, what I was feeling lately. Well, right. like, so this, <laughs> this guy, we, uh, subtly, like, yeah, I have no songs for you in the song. I'm sorry. Next time. <laughs> next door. Next door will get you. Stick in there, buddy. Shaker, yeah. 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 (laughs) On this tour, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) On this tour, we did a Alan on the cowbell. (laughs) (laughs) He likes playing that guitar, though. He's a. We got two guitars on stage, and he's like, he as soon as he can, he gets to the back of the stage and just plays guitar. Like as soon as he's not singing, he kind of likes being like a member of the band in that way. Yeah. But we did a we had talking about he key. doesn't do both he only plays guitar or sings and sometimes he'll do both he'll sometimes he'll do, do both but but you know sometimes it's nice to give him a chance to pick up the microphone and kind of whatever walk around and own it but we did uh, you're talking about keys for alan we um there's this this one of one of our fans came up to me a little while ago and he had like written this like whole paper on our record jackrabbit which is really cool and he sent it to me it was interesting but one of his points was like the record starts in the key of g and it ends the key of g and this is this like and I was like, 
Yeah, but also just that's the key that Alan likes to sing. <laughs> right. Oh, he was trying to make a concept <laughs> yeah. out of the, yeah. what key it was? Yeah. Which was what, a, what was the admirable. concept? Uh, I kind of forget, but it had to do with the sort of the cyclical nature. Of, I, I, I actually, I, I, I don't want to paraphrase him. I mean, he had okay. a lot of good points, but I wanted to be like, yeah, I wish I could say that was totally yeah. why. But Alan made me change the key. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I was like kind of yeah. random. Yeah. What about you singing? Don't say you can't sing. I bet you can. I'm okay. Um, yeah, you, I can hear your voice. All you do is it's sustained talking. And yeah. You have a nice voice. Oh, so. thank you. Well, so do you. Thank you. Yeah. So you could sing, but so why don't you? You know, I, I, people don't believe me when I say this, but I've just never wanted to. Like, right. It doesn't feel... I believe that. Okay. Well, I'm yeah. good. You're, you're the first. No, I, I just feel like it's like, um, I really like the idea. I like, I just, I like working with like why would i sing if i can work with someone like yeah, no it seems great, you know? awesome that you're yeah. the way you're yeah you kind of have this more over it, it makes sense to me because i yeah. am like singer songwriter guy sure. you know so yeah, i understand yeah. and and but yet i do like understand comp like i yeah. compose stuff yeah, too yeah, so course, i could yeah. see from your end why that would be like an empowering place to sit and 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 bring about something unique and and to be honest, I mean, this probably says something kind of like, you, you know, this was one for the for the therapist, but uh, like I like that there's some distance between me and the music. Yeah, um, I that's mean, what I mean. Yeah. yeah. Then there's like a song on this new record where um, it's called Sterling Gardens, and it's just basically about my dad. And like, I just like it's too close, you know. Yeah. And even for that one, I couldn't even stand at the keyboard for it, so I moved to the drum set. I play the drums on that song because I just oh, want right. to be like as far away from. It happened. It's called Swirling Gardens. Cerule Cerulean Gardens. Like, Cerulean. Yeah, it's color blue. Yeah. Cerulean. Oh, Cerulean. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. What's that one? What's that one like? Uh, um, how's that one go? Uh, well, you know, it's got the it's got the the the, the chorus. It's got a uh, the lyrics. It's just like, tell me, tell me, father, did I do it right? So we call it in the band. We call it the sad dad sing along. So, yeah. You know, but it's just it's an intense song, and it's I th I'm I'm proud of it, and I think you know. It's good, but I just don't want to be up there watching people listen to it. So, and I feel like that that distance is important for me always. You yeah. Know? So that's part of why I have people sing the songs. It keeps me a little bit safe. <laughs> is it still like with the folks, like kind of like the, they were with the art, with the music, or are they more enthusiastic? Uh, my parents are they're they're very supportive of the music. They're like, uh -huh. uh, you know, I think both of them they. Uh, don't really know music very well yeah. so my dad like when he talks to me about it he's i mean they're both really smart about aesthetic stuff and my dad will be like i love that song that kind of where it sort of sounds transparent for a little while like he uses like visual, visual language stuff, yeah. you know so that's actually really nice for me because i feel like they can enjoy it without it being too close to them you know yeah um and and you know i feel that way with my whole family it's like kind of nice to be doing something a little bit different than everyone else i mean my cousin and my sister are definitely like you know, I think they have to navigate a much more complicated, like, just, you know, emotional space about what they're, what they're doing because as it painters. Because re it relates to yeah, your parents. Yeah, so exactly. And, yeah. and just like, you know, we came up with that. My uncle and my aunt are both artists. Like, it's just, that's like what the family does. Mm. And like, I'm like off, you know, in, in Edmonton playing like rock music or whatever. It's like, you know, it's nice to have a little bit of a distance from that sort yeah. of like thing. Yeah. I paint as well. Really? Oh yeah. Th they kind of go hand in hand. I think, I a think so bit. a lot. Yeah, yeah especially like um, produ producing music and yeah. painting, and it's yeah. like layering. It's totally, totally very yeah. similar. And there's like a mastering process at the end where you're kind of like <clears throat> yeah. you're doing it with like if you you know put like gesso on, put gloss at the end. And mm -hmm. I feel like watching it 
from the from afar it's like yeah this makes perfect sense to me yeah yeah i always think that if i wasn't a musician though, i would have been a writer like i think that that's actually yeah. the direction i would have gone because i feel like poetry a lot of, yeah i think maybe like or actually just like fiction, fiction fiction i feel like what i really am drawn to is you know kind of storytelling over time yeah they probably end up writing broadway musicals Ugh. yeah well, no? well i you know i yeah <laughs> i'm working on one now actually right. so so yes but it's uh what's the theme of that um it's a it's a um it's a story about uh basically a family over the course of generations and and um sort of the cycles of trauma in america so really light stuff you know that's interesting yeah. I, I made a concept record called the family which was about my uh, my family over generations really? but a sort of in, yeah incorporating you know real stuff with like also just stuff i could make up yeah you know wow like, yeah called the that's, family that's yeah. awesome uh -huh. yeah check it out yeah it's out there yeah the I know chad right. blake mixed it shout yeah. out chad blake yeah. all right chad blake yeah it's, it's a good one yeah um, well it's nice to have that kind of connection right to like think i mean i i sort of one of the things that's been really powerful about working on this piece is thinking about that is like you know, even just, I mean, thinking of where we are right now, even like a hundred yeah. years ago, this place still existed or, you know, and then what was yeah. going on here. And there's just so much like history now in, in, in America and in New York. And like, that's where the show takes place in New York. So. Oh, cool. This is Charlie Parker made this space. I heard. I was, and then I was John Coltrane before, and yeah. Miles Davis played here. Yeah. Yesterday. All right. That's not bad. Lots of ghosts. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. So sad for me. No when way. did you, uh, <laughs> right. so, and then, um, you famously went to Yale. Oh, God. I knew, and I knew you were going to react like that <laughs> because <laughs> I saw you react that way in another interview. Somebody <laughs> said, so Yale. And they were all impressed and you were like, oh, fuck. You know, I just, if <laughs> I Why do you known. hate that so much? Because people rate, because people, you, I, I, can I psychoanalyze it Let's for do a it. second? Do it. It's because, an open book. it's because people put an importance to it that you see as false. Yes. So you don't, so, yeah. so you don't like it. But, but it does, yeah, but it, but I'll say this, the way your career has played out, it's, you, it is, you have a sophistication to what you're doing that legitimizes people being impressed with you going to Yale as much as you don't want. Yeah. No, and, I, and I also it that. doesn't take any kind of legitimacy away from you at all, at all. It doesn't yeah. like, it doesn't at all mean like, Oh, you ain't real. Cause you went to Berkeley, you know, like that whole <laughs> thing. You know what I mean? Like, this is like, this is my nightmares, right? Here. It's not the yeah. cred. It's no, yeah. it's no lack of cred. In fact, I think, I don't know, you know, Yeah. no, I appreciate it. I mean, I, yeah. I think the thing that bothers me about it a little bit is like, if I had just known that that was going to be the story of like, right. you know, my, my career, like I yeah. would have just not ever told anyone. Right. Um, but I think, you know, it's like, well, it's not, it's just a part of it. Yeah, I know. But I, I, I just think that people bring like a certain, take it out of your bio. Well, yeah, it's too late. For it's that, actually, bro. it's sadly yeah. like, yeah, a lot of those things, a lot of those things are at this point. It's like, it's, it's already, he'll take it out of Wikipedia and the... Yale will go back and put it in. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I think it's like, you know, it's, it was a good place. I learned a lot and I met a lot of good people, but I met also there's, uh, you know, I, th I feel like the things that I'm the most proud of, like that we that our band is able to do and that I've done in music, like have been you know, happened after that time. So it of feels a little, a little silly to talk about it's just it. Part, and, of, yeah. part of where you came from, though. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like what did you go? 
Is did you go to a different college besides Yale before Yale? No, did, no you just went. no. I did it, and I just I, I did um when I when I got there, I I was gonna I was thinking about playing basketball actually, so I was choosing between. Oh, you were still there like weighing. So were yeah. you really good in basketball? I was in high good. School? Yeah, I was a good player. Yeah. And oh, okay. I, I had I had um, you know, I had some Division One interest, and you know, I the, the, I was thinking about going to Brown to do it, and then I was like, okay, well maybe I'll, you know, and they they were. Whatever. Basically, when I got to Yale, I very quickly realized that I didn't want to do that anymore, mm-hmm. and I wanted to do uh, to, to do music. Um, but I I would been I had been in all these rock bands like in high school, and like the rock music scene is basically non-existent there. Like it's yeah. it's like either you do classical music or you do acapella, and like uh-huh. <laughs> you know I was not going to do acapella, so I was like, all right, well I'll kind of push. I'll do this other thing, um, and uh, you know I think that I really learned a lot, but like it was partly just because of that's what was available there. You know, mm-hmm. if I had gone to like, I don't know, any, even like Wesleyan, which is down the street, like they have right. like a m- much more robust, like rock music scene. And so I always feel now like, you know, I kind of miss that experience of like playing college, like rock shows. Mm. Um, and that was kind of a downer, but I did learn a lot. Well, so. you're making up for it now. <laughs> yeah, just you're seriously. Playing so many college I, rock shows. I've seen it's a lot crazy. of college, like yeah, exactly. <laughs> a lot of gr- grungy, uh, you know, basement basement shows, that kind of thing. So then, why did you decide to move to New York? Um, I moved to New York actually for a job. Um, right out of school, I started working. Um, I knew I wanted to be here anyway. I mean, that's just where things were, especially in 2000. And did you think 11. about LA or no? No, and in, in 2011, it was like you know Brooklyn the Brooklyn music thing was like really there was like a really clear scene that was happening here which I wasn't even aware of that being a scene I was just like these are all the people that That I grew up listening to and like yeah like who um well so the person who I who I kind of started working for when I moved here was this guy Nico Muley who's a composer and arranger and he had done a bunch of stuff you know he's has a really great classical career but he'd also done a bunch of arrangements for like grizzly bear and uh-huh. uh you know anthony and the johnsons and right. all these people and i was like well that looks good like i you know i mm-hmm. really would like to you have those bands yeah it was all it was all cool and so you know i started working for him as an assistant and then through him kind of got involved in a, in a few other uh you know with a few other bands that i, that I really liked and um so that was, I just made sense to kind of be here both for that and also just because if you, you know, grew up in Massachusetts, live, you know, then we're in school in Super Connecticut. Close. Yeah. yeah. And L.A. like to me was just like the sort of pop world, which was not exactly what I was interested in. And, um, yeah. So, you know, when I got here, it was kind of amazing the scene that was happening here. I mean, I was working on all these records just as a, you know, assistant, basically. Mm-hmm. But it was like I was in the studio with a lot of really cool bands that. I think influenced me a lot. Was that more of an education, you think, than even Yale? De- definitely, that was the that, that was, was the, the big the, big the thing real education. Yeah, Nico was interesting because he was just like he was like <laughs> he was the first person who kind of kicked my ass a little bit. He was just like, How so? well, he was like, I remember working on something for him. I think I was working on. Um, uh, he had this record Planetarium with Sufjan and with Bryce Desner and they had like all these trombone arrangements, and I was just sort of going through and making sure they looked like good on page and everything. <laughs> and I like went out and what I actually, mean, what do you mean look good? on? Uh, so like they have, so they have like, there's, there was nine, uh, sorry, seven trombones and all of them had sheet music that they had to, you know, read. And mm-hmm. basically it was my job to just make sure the sheet music was, was easy. Yeah, it was legible. It was easy to read, you know, made sure that the arrangements were right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, nothing super nothing clashing. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> I like went out for a little while 
And I came back and I just have like 20 emails. That, and the last one was just no <laughs> from me. It's just like, this is wrong. This is wrong. No, no, no. You know, and like he just like expected me to get stuff done fast and write. And like in college, it was more just like, you know, I'm doing my best. Yeah, it was like, you know, yeah. <laughs> and, and suddenly it was like, this is the big time. And like, you know, this is mm-hmm. due in, in two hours and they're going to record it in three hours. And like, you yeah. better get the shit done. And that was such like a uh it was really important for me because i think it was where i started to be like okay taking responsibility I need, yeah and i need to have the substance here i need to be able to really do this yeah um and uh you know so i learned how to use you know software a lot faster and i also just learned how to run a recording session and and you know i feel like still today i use those skills every day so mm-hmm. yeah that was that was my real i'd say my real education and then so when did you go from that to um and you were, were you, I, I imagine you were composing at that time already or? Yeah, I actually, <laughs> it kind of was a, a, yeah, so I graduated in, in whatever the spring, then the fall, I wrote the, f- my, the first San Fermin record, um, where I like, I went off to this, to this like artist, artists, like cabin residency retreat? thing. Yeah. Retreat. And What's I, that called? it's called Banff, uh, center for, yeah, Banff Center for the Arts, and it's in Banff, uh, Banff which is in uh, Alberta, Canada. Oh, okay. And I just, I honestly, I just applied because I had visited there when my mom was there when she was an artist. So I was like, I just want to go do, you know, mm-hmm. that. And uh, you know, it's cool because there's just a bunch of musicians in these like cabins writing a lot of classical people, but also some some jazz people and some rock people. Just like a cool mixture. Canada, they have like money, so mm-hmm. they fund this for shit. The you arts. Know? Yeah, it's crazy. You know, I Isn't mean, that wild? it's pathetic for America, but it was. Mm-hmm. So that was cool. And I wrote that record. But in the meantime, all the meantime, I was working for Nico um, and sort of for some of his friends as well, sort of through that. Uh, and uh, basically, I worked for him for like a, a year in college and then a year and a half afterwards. And then I got this record deal off that first record. And who'd you get signed to? Downtown Records. Da- oh, yeah. Downtown. Yeah. And that story was crazy because it was like something that just never happens anymore, which is or really ever, I guess, which is we... I recorded the record and we put, we put on one show and then there's a guy at the show who signed us. It was yeah. just like, that is, you know, it's what I, it's like a dream version of how it goes. <clears throat> yeah. I, mine was a dream version too. I, cause I got signed to Peter Gabriel's label. There you go. Wow. And they just posted today. I my, wanted to ask you about that. They posted today my cassette w- alongside oh my with Jeff Buckley's cassette of Grace. Yeah. It's from 1995. I'm going to put a photo of this friend. on the screen, Joe, because uh, it is insane. It's crazy. They posted it today. So I woke up in memory lane, you know, like I was like, holy wow. shit. Yeah. So And it was the same thing. I gave a cassette to yeah. a friend who gave it to a friend yeah, who, gave, yeah. who sent it to somebody in New York. It got to Peter Here, Gabriel. Look at, it's, yeah, they posted that today. And you have like contact me and your phone number. My, on my there? phone number yeah. and everything. Find me, Atlanta. I think it says, it says find me out. Yeah, find. I me guess out. I called Jesus. it find me out. And yeah. What is that photo on the on the cover? That's me as a kid. It is. Yeah. Wow, dude, that's awesome. I know. That's so cool. It's wild. But now you can't like you know when you're when you're. I want that hairstyle again. That blonde bowl cut, I I would look killer with that. No, I'm just kidding. I think that's that's the move for you. That might be your that, music that, might change a little bit. I think that's <laughs> like that would take me to, like if you went Ludwig you know, <laughs> and I went blonde bowl cut, then we'd both good. be on the cover yeah, of Rolling Yeah, yeah exactly. All yeah, right, let's do it together. You want to do it? Yeah. Was it a song on each side? It says side B, Unbreakable Home. Was it just one song? No, it was 10 songs. It was like, I'm, I was making albums back then, you know. Just so like, that's the name of the album. I think I called it Find Me Out, which I don't remember doing that, oh. but, you know, I guess so. It's now whenever, I'm sure whenever you're, uh, you know, people you knew, or how do you get signed? You're like, well, 
You make a cassette. Yeah, and just give it to somebody <laughs> in an AA meeting. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I did. Honestly, that is what I did. Yeah, you know, man, like, yeah. Yeah, so that's interesting. Yeah, well, that was pre-internet. You know, internet yeah, wasn't right. even invented yet. Yeah, it was just it's just amazing. I mean, I feel like this. This is it's just so crazy. I mean, my our first record came out in 2013. Mm-hmm. Every record since then has been a whole new paradigm for like how it actually goes. You know how it gets yeah. distributed. What matters? I mean, I remember like the that first record. It yeah. was like we were still talking about record sales, like in a yeah. you know like physical copies. Right. And shit. You know, we were like we were like pushing it on SoundCloud. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, and now on this one, it's like, you know, we didn't even make CDs, you know what I mean? So it's all, yeah. shit. It's, it just oh, you changes didn't? every time. No, we made CDs. I, I don't, I don't know why people want CDs. Yeah. Like honestly, middle of the country still wants it. Yeah, they do. Yeah. And we made them yeah. and whatever, yeah. Yeah. but I don't, yeah. you know, like vinyl I get. Yeah, sure. But you know, mm-hmm. I you know only almost only barely. Sorry, yeah. final heads. But like, <laughs> don't you make CDs as a merch item, really? Right. Yeah, yeah you just do. That's yeah. kind of what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah. So, yeah. and you're um, the guy you started working for. What's his name again? Nico Muley. Nico yeah. Muley. Now, yeah. when you started doing your own thing, yeah. how? Yeah. What was his response to that? He was really supportive. Okay, that's good to hear. I think for like a couple of weeks, he was like, "Where, where are you? <laughs> like, where'd like, you go? Like, I need you, you right now." You know, right? Because um, like as was, as like you started like empowering yourself, there must have been some push and pull there. Like, I, yeah, know, I mean, just I, it's human. Yeah, human I, nature. I think he just you know we we'd been on a because I was working from project to project basis, so sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know, for a week I wouldn't really hear from him, and then it'd be like, "I need this in 30 minutes." So I, you know, and suddenly it was like, "Well, I, I you know, if I'm gonna be, you know, on tour, I can't mm-hmm. do that." And and so so pretty quickly once we started touring, you know, I stopped working for him, but you know, we stayed good friends. Um, mm-hmm. And I think he, I credit him with being. He was just really supportive. He's always been like a really um, good friend mm-hmm. and uh, and mentor. So you know, I don't know. I think that takes like a. Uh, a special kind of person to, it does. to care, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean um so when you were saying too about like every time it's like a, a new thing, what do you, what are you thinking about the way the music business is now? Yeah. Like Man, what, what's your feeling about it's it? It's weird right now. I, this this story just went on. I felt like it, I was Yeah, it was I I mean I think right now it's like um I'm trying to think I mean, I just, my, my, if I just, if you ask me like, what do you want to write? I'd be like, I want to write an hours, like an hour concept album where you have to listen from beginning to end, Mm -hmm. you know? And it's like, obviously that's just like not what happens right now. Like it's, you know, a lot of my friends are putting out song by song, you know, and you put out, you put out a, you know, eight songs, you see which one reacts at Spotify or whatever. And then you kind of go out and tour. So Mm -hmm. I think that the, the fact that like attention spans have gotten shorter, um, is a challenge, you know, for, for someone like me. And it's something that I have to start to really like contend with. It might not be true though. Yeah. People like records still. Yeah. 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 I guess you're right. I I don't know. Yeah. Maybe I'm like, you know, we're, we're, maybe I'm, I'm, this is like the, my, my conversations with my manager and my label now speaking through me, you know, Mm -hmm. rather than, but I think that like, uh, it's just, it's, you know, I, I think the way to think about it is that conditions always change. And like the goal, the, the, the artist should just be able to account for the changing conditions and use those as like limitations to what you can do, but you can still make great stuff in any given set of parameters, you know? Yeah. So I'm, I'm excited to, you know, to try to, you know, I think the next thing I do will probably be really different than what I just did with this most recent record. So we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. I like thinking in terms of records. Mm Mm-hmm. 
you know that yeah. that helps me frame it or cassettes or, yeah or cassettes yeah <laughs> but yeah. yeah yeah i made a record called days of surrender where i just made cassettes yeah. pretty recently i yeah. made one cd copy and i put it in my van and put it and put it for sale but to, in order to get the CD, you had to buy my van. Oh my God, that's, that's amazing. That's the package. That's amazing. The van was the package. And he painted on and the I van. And I painted the van. Yeah. Fuck, that's a almo- great idea. It almost sold. <laughs> Somebody in Australia wanted to do, buy yeah. it. But how are you going to get the van to Australia? Well, that that yeah. shut it down. <laughs> other, other than that, it would have sold. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that that's amazing. Should, yeah, was, I like that. Yeah, 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 thanks. You should just be like, yeah, well, I got another record. It was jammed in my house. It was jammed in there, and you had to yeah. sit in the van yeah. to hear it. Or I got, I got yeah, a, you had to listen to it. I in got the another van. record. It's in my apartment, but you got to pay my rent in order to listen to it. You know? Right, you have to sublet my place. <laughs> <laughs> it's a month by month record. Yeah, I like this. this is, yeah, I, I, I we to have a, a business conversation. Yeah, that's just a brilliant yeah. idea. New, yeah. new, way, new ways to release music. You know. And it's crazy though i was you know i was i was in we just changed labels we're working with sony now and i was in at, in with them talking they're signing a lot of uh deals right now where the language isn't even record to record it's like time periods it's yeah. just like that's like you know over the course of these two years and i guess that's just like how a lot of people are putting out music now um, yeah it's it's interesting and 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 certainly is a little foreign to me but like you know i kind of like it yeah i yeah. mean i like the way it's evolving yeah i don't know why but more access i mean yeah i don't know i'm getting ready to put out something else too i gotta figure it out but i mean i um do you ever want to put out your demos like do you or do you ever think like oh these demos are killer and then you go make it a record and then like how do you like yeah what do you think Um, you gave us a look is that what's happening yeah Yeah, no (laughs) no no, no, no. No, you've just done it because you did you have a heavy demo process i have a heavy demo And some of those demos must be great they are pretty good some of them um the, I, I made a face because because uh, the first demo is always me singing the songs or often it's me singing a song mm-hmm. or, or it's like a, a really like stupid little vocal sample that you heard. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Your engineer was saying yeah. that in one of the interviews. And I think if the vocal, I think if the, uh, if the, if the, if the, the, the me singing the song ever came out, I think uh, <laughs> I, it would be very funny for everyone. It's like me doing like an Alan impression. Like, <laughs> oh, really? Because you're not singing in your authentic voice. I'm trying to just imagine like where it hits in his voice. And uh-huh. it's, I mean, it's, it's not awesome to listen to. But mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, sometimes I thought about that. Also, you know, uh, I have a lot. So I have like just like pages and pages of like, you know, sketches of songs, lyrics and, and sheet music and stuff like that. And people have, have asked about that in the past. And I just have like a whole, what, just putting out books of songs. Yeah. Or just like, you know, selling some of those things at the merch stand or whatever, yeah. like, you know, and, and that's something that maybe I'll do at some point, but I kind of like having those records still. So yeah, know. we'll see. Do you ever listen to a band called Tinder sticks? No, oh, I love them. Tinder you kind of remind me of them too. Really? A little bit. Right. Yeah, I was like, yeah, UK. Are they current so now or? Yeah, well, they're they haven't they were that. more current. I mean, I think they might still be doing it, but well, I always say they were huge the, in the the 90s. national is a rip off Tinder sticks. Tinder sticks. <laughs> That's yeah. harsh, but the national probably influenced by yeah, it. yeah. Sure. They've I been wouldn't around call since the 90s. Off, yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah. Tinder sticks. The, the guy's voice is similar to yeah. Alan's. Yeah, right. That's the thing with that shit. So unique. I mean, hey, I, I, I'm not, would not, would not refute the influence across any of those, but it is funny how, you know, if you have a voice that's like below a certain register, mm-hmm. there's only so many people. It's like, yeah. for Alan, it's like the national. It's also, mm-hmm. it's um, Tinder Bill sticks. Callahan. And then yeah. it's the dude from Crash Test Dummies. And that's it. Everyone's yeah. just like, those are like. Maybe Lanigan. Yeah, there you go. Right. 
and actually i think alan he didn't tell any of us when he did it but he went as a solo project and just opened for the crash test dummies for a show oh he did and uh, he said it was like really funny oh, to, yeah <laughs> they like that is great <laughs> I, I had to sign him for a session i want to yeah. have him on the pod yeah. Let's get him really on. nice guy he lives in new yeah. york yeah Let's yeah, do yeah. It. Yeah, and yeah. They're, they're doing their reunion 25 year anniversary tour or something to that album mm. so do you have any kind of um meditation or prayer god vibes going on with you or what god are vibes. you a, a i'm looking for it i'm looking for it <laughs> look at, what, what's your deal my deal yeah. what's your deal man uh, <laughs> is religion i'm looking is for music something your, are you really but i don't know what i'm looking for yet you yeah. know and I, I think that's uh it comes down to that existential crisis stuff yeah i think that um it's i you know i come from a pretty atheist family that's kind of the uh-huh. vibe for me but uh but i i I think I do. I mean, this sounds corny, but I do come to music for a lot of that. Yeah, like, it doesn't I, sound corny. Yeah, I just think like that's like where I work out mm-hmm. issues, and it's also if I really thought about the experiences that I've had that have been the closest to some sort of mm-hmm. God experience. A lot of that is like has been through music. And, yeah, of uh, course. And I think you know, I mean, if if you think of religion as basically just a trying to commune with something outside of yourself, mm-hmm. like absolutely, you know, there's a lot of things you can put in that spot. Yeah. Um, so that's yeah i don't know but you know it's a it's a constant struggle you know yeah. trying to trying to find things to feel a part of because i feel like often and it's it's a theme in a lot of my music too i often just feel kind of like very isolated and lonely. In, a, in a group of you know, even in a group of people you know and, and i think yeah. that uh that's what people are looking for when they go to go to religion it's just communion uh-huh. you know well, do you have a um, a conversation going on with any with the universe in your head? I mean, like that's prayer to me. Like, yeah. Or uh, it's like, is there anybody out there? <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. There's a there's a well, we did we did the show we did the show in a uh, at a Christian college um, was it Messiah College or some some place like that uh, on our first record that's a giveaway Messiah College <laughs> shout out Messiah any, College any college yeah. named Messiah yeah, it's, yeah, a, yeah. it's a little on the nose yeah. <laughs> God College we went to God College and uh, yeah bow down University <laughs> <laughs> and we play <laughs> we played this show at Bow Down University and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we were playing the song. Uh, you know, it, was, it was our first record. We only had ten songs or whatever to play, so mm-hmm. we, were, we were playing one of the songs. And the song is called Daedalus. And the whole called end of what? the Daedalus. Daedalus. Uh, yeah, Daedalus. What's, like what's the that? like Icarus and Daedalus. It's like the from the Greek myth. Um, oh, okay. But anyway, really, what the song is about is like basically God or looking for God. And uh-huh. uh, <clears throat> and the last uh, half of the song is like the chorus that they sing over and over again is what we have instead of God. What we have instead of God. They don't really ever answer the question, but they're kind of, you know, and I was up there, we're playing this song. These kids are all singing along. I'm like, man, music is some shit. <laughs> this mm-hmm. is like a weird, like, there's like all sorts of uh, dissonances here that we're all kind of trying to, you know, but I, I thought it was interesting to see these people who c- clearly are there for, you know, th- th- that probably we wouldn't agree on a theological discussion, but we're both having this yeah. kind of religious experience in a different way. Well, I mean, everybody's seeking yeah, and I don't think anybody really knows. No, right. You know, I don't. You know, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's interesting though. I mean, it's a. I think I think the fact that we're all kind of looking for a connection in these various ways is like one of the only things that makes me feel like you know the world isn't just like this difficult, cruel place. Like it's like okay, yeah. we all are looking for something. You know. No, I don't think yeah. it. I don't think it is. I mean, all this stuff wouldn't. You know, 
wouldn't exist. Yeah. You know? All this beauty. Yeah. Like if this was just like a violent fucking hellscape, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. I mean, like I've been listening to Abraham Hicks a lot lately yeah. and the power of manifestation yeah, and all that sure, stuff. Yeah. And just like, you know, your vortex and all that. Yeah. And um, I don't know. I just think like, it's like, you know what? You, you got to kind of constantly bend your mind towards the positive. Yeah. No. Because you, know, you want to yeah. bring that out. It's just, it's, it, it takes a... It takes like a feat of um, you have to have a certain amount of like strength, you know, it's like literally to, to put to push your your mind towards positive if like, that's not how you're necessarily wired. Right. And, like, I don't think any I think yeah. our gravity is like hellscape. Yeah, right, exactly. Like, yeah, our, like yeah. if we just cave to yeah, like, right. I'm just like, yeah, your mind is going to yeah. like devour itself. Well, that's what the point of disciplines are for. That's yeah. like why you yeah. go to a yoga practice. That's why you That's why you start mind. writing at 11 a.m. every day. Like you have yeah, to have mantras. these things, right? You have yeah. to just have. You have to have structure, or you else have you're gonna to, lose it, or else you lose it. Yeah, I, uh, you know, I, I definitely, um, like, I don't know. Like, uh, I was thinking on this tour, like, man, you know, I could really, if I, uh, even more structure would be helpful, because it's like any moment where I'm not, where I don't have some sort of thing grounding me, I, yeah. I feel like. I don't know what to do with my hands and suddenly like, I'm like, I'm going to like, you know, right. <laughs> spiral out, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. What do you do? Do you still, do you still play hoop? Mm. Had to stop back problems, which is really upsetting. Try the yoga, man. Yeah. I'm yeah. thinking. Yeah. But what else do you do besides music to, to have fun? Yeah. Or well, anything? My, yeah. Some, I mean, <laughs> I, uh, rollerblade. Yeah, that'd be good, right? <laughs> <laughs> Rollerblades. <laughs> that um, walkman on <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> cut like, off teeth just listening to like my own music like yeah Jean, this Jean shit is shorts. great <laughs> wouldn't that be amazing yeah um well yeah no i i, I do uh i mean i i do keep up with sports like sports to me are really therapeutic like i watch you know i watch mm -hmm. sports um I do, you know, I, I really like as much as, t as much time as I can, I spend, um, out in like nature. Like I try to, I mean, oh, yeah? living in the city is not great for that, but I right. try to try to go back to Massachusetts pretty often and I go for hikes and that kind of thing. And I like to be like, I feel like actually that's my other sort of closest to God kind of experience is Hiking. like being, just being in nature. In like, nature. and it's amazing. It's like all of my anxieties kind of short circuit when I'm just out in the woods. I'm like, okay, like I'm supposed, I'm where I'm supposed to be now. When a critter goes by, do you get a violent impulse or are you let them, letting them go hey, by? I was not the one killing the critter. <laughs> oh, I, was you, the one, oh, I was the one worried. Oh, I was like, okay, what are you doing, okay, man? Okay, good. Yeah, it was, my, it was my friend's brother. It was the one fucking up all those uh, animals. Okay. Yeah, there was a kid yeah. in my neighborhood too that would do that. And yeah, that, that freaked me out. I, yeah, what's I, he doing now? I don't know. Yeah. I have no idea. Cop? I don't know. <laughs> I know your friend is okay. He turned out okay. He's a family man, right? He's all right. Yeah. He's, said, yeah, yeah. He seems. He seems fine. Seems fine. Seems fine yeah, on the surface. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows, man? You, you never know. But uh, yeah, man. I. Th those are the things I try to do. I try to get out. You know. Yeah. But th that said, uh, I could use a hobby. <laughs> yeah. You know, like I, you know, and like Alan and our band, like he's really good at. He like he's got a dog, which it makes him feel really like yeah. you know connected to something. He also just loves like fucking around with gear. Like he loves like guitars and shit. Like that. Yeah, and that, I feel like that is like kind of a nice thing for him where he can. It's like kind of a hobby, but also obviously related to his career. Right. I you know I you could use that? something. Not You're quite not a gearhead. Not quite a gearhead. Um, what do you compose on? 
So my, logic or my, yeah, it depends. I do logic, uh, or also I use Sibelius, which is like the notation software. Uh -huh. and often I'll go back and forth a lot. Yeah. So I like play stuff into logic, move it over Sibelius, fuck around with it back, back and forth. And, uh, and then at the end of all that, you know, I usually have like a score and also a demo from logic and then yeah. a score from Sibelius. Uh, and then we record in pro tools. So it's like a fucking <laughs> yeah. you know, three, three program nightmare. Hobbies can fuck you up though. Cause I'm like a bit over hobbied. I mean, mm. I box and I'm like, I'm, yeah. I spend half the day like, do, like training like a professional athlete. Yeah, right. Like, yeah. But then I'm like thinking like, hey, you're supposed to be doing music. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, maybe I'll go to another yoga class. It's like, why don't you just sit down and uh, write some, yeah. like work on these mixes you need to work on. Oh, I'll do it after the yoga. And then. I'll be. I'll go home and I'll just like sit there and fall asleep. Yeah, right. Well, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I mean, I don't know, man. And this is maybe this is uh, maybe this is justifying it, but it's like I feel like actually, if you're a songwriter, yeah. Like, I, I try to remind myself this all the time. Like you yeah. need to live your life in order to have experiences to write about. Yeah, you know, and it's like it's just like if you think if you just want to be working all day every day, like you don't have shit to do to write about. Like it's yeah. just going to be, it's going to get into a rut. And I, I just, am, I think that that's important to find space for that. And yeah. I honestly need, like that's something I need to work on is finding space to be like, you know what, today yeah. I don't have a deadline. I'm going to go like to a museum. I'm going to go do, you know, and that's just yeah. hard for me because it's sort of like, then it's like, well, by the end of the day, I'm going to be having a panic attack. So. Well, to sell you on the <laughs> yoga thing, yeah. here's like my sales pitch on that, which is like, if I if I sign up for early one, which yeah. and I usually do, I like walk there with a mantra, and then w when I'm in the class, I'm that's like ninety minutes, and I'm drink for one, you end up drinking tons of water right yeah. right away. Your phone is off and in a locker for like the first for a whole hour and a half, and wow. then if you don't yeah. turn it right on when you get out, which I usually don't if I yeah. don't, unless I have something to do, you know that's two hours without your phone. It's very mentally healthy. Yeah. You know, like if you just start your day that way, yeah. like it's hard to have a bad day after that. That's really, yeah. You I, know what I mean? I buy it, that for sure. It's because yeah. you, you've like also just like if I don't do that, like I can not drink enough water easily. Right. But if I do that, there's no way. Hot yoga, you're going to drink ton. You're going to yeah. drink a gallon of water yeah. like before your day starts. And without your phone, two hours, it's like. You're in, you're connected. Yeah. You know, I, it's nice. All right. all right. Well, let's go. I'll, I'll come with you. <laughs> you I, you're yeah, invited, man. I, uh, yeah. if seriously, if I, you, if you want to go, I yeah. go, I, there's a yoga studio I go to. You're more than welcome to come. Yeah, man. It's, it's, yeah. I, my, my, uh, one of my good friends in LA, Fiona, she's a, uh, Apple. <laughs> no, no, she's an actor, uh, Fiona Dorf. And she's, um, like basically she does, I think two hours of meditation, like, or, you know, like a long period of meditation almost every day. Yeah. And it's like, you know, she still, she does it in the morning. She's ready for her day. Yeah. And it's like, I, you know, when I stay there, I'm like, holy shit, how do you do Two this Two hours, that's a it's lot. It's intense. But also it's like, you know, that's an investment in your day. You do that yeah. shit and you, and you get out and, and, and honestly, yeah. it's kind yeah. of amazing. And but yoga is an active meditation. So you get to actually move your body. It's an active whatever. meditation. Yeah, yeah. And then, the, and then at the end there's a Savasana, which is like, you know, 10, 15 minutes or whatever. So there's just meditation there too. Yeah. yeah so yeah. it kind of enforces the meditation yeah. as well, which yeah. is, you know. Yeah. Which is nice. I, I have some friends recently who are talking about Vipassana. I'm kind of interested in trying What's that. What's the difference? That one's like a 10-day meditation retreat. Do you not talk or anything? I guess nothing. Yeah. I, it's it's spooky to me, yeah. too. Like, that's yeah. just you in your mind for 10 days. With like, you know. I was actually, I was just talking about this with my friend, uh, another friend who went to one of those 10-day retreats a little while yeah. ago. And she was like, yeah, I wouldn't do it again, but... <laughs> 
like you're not supposed to make eye contact either at least at the one that she was at uh-huh. and she was like and then like the it, the retreat ends you know and and she was like and well, she was also saying that like the issues that you're constantly thinking about mm-hmm. start to just sort of feel like manageable and like she you can sort of place them in different boxes which is interesting mm-hmm. like rather than it being this constant thing and then at the end she was like and you finish and you look someone in the eye and it's like like it just like blows your mind because you haven't like you know done it anything it blows your mind yeah just like it's like the intensity of human connection after that um, that amount of time and, right uh, I why think wouldn't she, she do it again I think she would just because it was I think she felt like it was maybe that's just extreme you know it's 10 oh, days it's, and now she's got extreme. kids and shit it's like how are you yeah. how are you gonna go for 10 days and do you know yeah um, but I think that she felt like it was worth doing you know huh I just I don't know if I uh, I don't know if I could like handle I don't know if, it yeah I feel like I might you know lose it I'm I'm not always comfortable in my own in my own none, head, of, none of us are dude. yeah right I know exactly. especially if you're like a musical genius man <laughs> you know what you seem to be well. you know so it's like that's it's hard to that's second. extra extra pressure up there going on all those notes are swimming around you know it's yeah like, exactly it's actually just me roller skating <laughs> yeah rollerblading <laughs> just with around jean, my head with jean shorts shouting on. you're an asshole you're an asshole over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> that does sound like a hellscape <laughs> did you ever see that you ever watch bojack horseman That's yeah like, of course did you said that episode piece of shit uh, where like the whole time you just hear the voice in his head just like you're a piece of shit you're <laughs> i don't remember that one but yeah that's okay, a good yeah. show I, I i was like uh i felt i felt very seen and that I was like oh fuck yeah yeah you're a piece of shit you're like you know not not always i i i'm pretty i'm a not an unhappy person but like it's nice to hear that voice like like externalized like yeah everyone has that yeah (laughs) anyway yeah Yeah. i was curious since you said you were an artist the your album covers are usually simple but so memorable and like so simple and unique but they're complete like yeah like the cormorant yeah and jackrabbit like who has the where, where does all that come from is that you as well no well yes and no um so that's every piece of art that's ever been drawn or made for this band has been by Stephen Hawker, who's a, a friend of mine, who's a, a artist and, and graphic designer. He like actually lives down the street from me. Um, and I, uh, yeah, that he, he's just like actually brilliant and like sort of amazing at, 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 um, at, at, at what he does. And, and, uh, he, I was connected to him. I think, I think actually through, um, uh yeah it was like it was maybe five or six years ago and he does a lot of sufjan's album art as well and and he sort of connected me and then and basically i was like hey i want a bull like i want i just want a bull as the as the cover of this thing and he made this amazing bull bull like a just a oh bull bull b-u-l-l yeah b-u-l-l yeah and he made this amazing that's a good one yeah and he just made this like sort of gorgeous like bull and then after that it was sort of like we've been in it together and he's cool because he's both an artist but he's also a graphic designer so on this most recent record i was like i want like a bird, like standing in front of like a weird fjord. He's like, great. I'm going to make something that will actually look good on a t-shirt. You know? (laughs) So he like made this sort of weird, like sort of like infinity logo. Smart. Yeah. And he, uh, I just think like working with him is the most fun part of every album because I'm just like, I'll call him and be like, here's some thoughts I had about, you know, and he'll like turn it into this sort of amazing thing. And I also just like the chance to like commission a piece of artwork, you know, like it does, it fulfills some, part of me that like i'm not otherwise doing you know and you don't aren't tempted like let me do my own art on any of these i actually for some of them and for this one i drew a bunch of stuff like a bunch of sketches at the beginning and i actually drew i mean 
this is some nerdy shit, but I like drew like a bunch of different like sort of characters that I sort of like imagined in this in this in the world. Yeah, in the record, and there's like you know the, a couple of different places. There's like this garden and all you know whatever all this shit, and I I feel like it was like kind of world buildy shit that like I wouldn't I wouldn't you know talk about on stage, but it's just helpful for me to create a world like that. I want to inhabit when I'm making a record. And then I gave all those sketches to Steven. Steven was like, cool, cool, cool. I'll change that. And he just had a bunch of thoughts about, and then he actually made, I'm really excited about this on the, so when part two comes out of the Cormorant, it's going to be part one and two in like a deluxe album. When you open it up, there's like a four panel, like basically, uh, you know, piece of art. That's like this really beautiful, like tableau of, with a, a tree and like a bridge and all this. It's just sort of gorgeous. And that was, you know, all him basically sort of synthesizing these things that I put together. Where'd you come up with the idea of the bull? The bull was, uh, well, the first record is, is, is self-titled. It's called San Fermin. And that was actually, the band was named after the record, not vice versa. Like I, I knew I wanted that record to be called San Fermin. What's it, San Fermin? It's the, city and- yeah, so it's the name of the, it's this patron saint of the running of the bulls festival uh. in Pamplona. Um, which I've since learned is basically like a shit fest of bros being horrible to women. But at the time was like, you know, was thinking about it more as this sort of like, yeah, you, you put yourself in this difficult situation of running from bulls for no reason at all. And to me, that was very like poetic. Yeah. It's like what music is, right? You put yourself in danger for no reason. And like, you could just step off to the side, but instead you're doing this thing. And, um, so that was kind of the idea. And then in the record, there's a bunch of references to, there's a reference to a bullfighter and some shit mm. like that. You know, maybe I was, I think now if I was, uh, if I had known what I knew about that festival now, maybe the band would be called something else, but be called mm. Ludwig Leon or something. Ludwig Leon, <laughs> yeah. No, I would not. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, I, I like it as a poetic concept. You know, you don't have to worry about. The, yeah, you don't yeah. have to identify yeah. with the bros. Yeah, of course. On Twitter, well, fuck the bros. Yeah, on Twitter, it's like uh, every year on like whatever July seventh, I think, is when it happens. Suddenly, it's like the San Fermin Twitter is just like inundated with like insane photos of you know people being speared up the asshole with like bulls and just really. Has anybody it. ever gotten mad at you? Like, why would you support this? Or have you ever received um, any of that? No, but. Partly because I've really steered away from it. I mean, they actually, that, that festival reached out to us a while back to have us do like a show there. And I, I didn't work out for various reasons, but you know, I don't know. It's like being called Mardi Gras, you know, it's like, yeah. it's cool. People know it, but it's also like, I'm not like throwing beads at, you know, <laughs> I, 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 yeah. I, I like to have a little bit of distance from it. So. Right. Um, but uh, you know, I, it certainly served the band, you know, well, except for, except for when people think that we're called you know, stand for me when they hear us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what's next? So we have this part two coming out. Um, cause this album, I actually wrote it all as one piece. It's like a 60 minute album. And then what's the concept of it? So it follows. So the, the reason it's called the cormorant is like the first what, track. What's that title? The cormorant. And it's what's like, it's a, it's a seabird. It's like a type oh, okay. of, it's like actually one of those birds that looks like, it's like a snake bird, the big weird birds. And I was a in snake the, bird. That's what they call it. Cause it looks, it has a snake like neck. Wow. Um, and when I was in Iceland, uh, they were, they were everywhere and I would go for a walk every day and, uh, I would like, I'd see these two birds that were always like sitting on this like weird kind of like gallows looking structure. And I was just like, this is really, you know, it's really trippy. And I kept thinking about it. Um, so I wrote this whole record and basically, um, you know, it's like, it starts with this kind of like dream where like a bird comes to you and says like, you're going to die basically. Like it's the start of the record. 
and uh, and then from there it sort of follows like male voice and the female voice as they sort of start from when they're younger and they kind of grow up and like as they grow up they get kind of more jaded and like also the, the the big thing that happens as they grow up is that like the sort of the concept of of memories of their memories of their childhood they 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 get weirder and 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 it I think the record's about memory and about how when you think back on wh- wh- what you were like when you were a kid, honestly, a lot of that is projection. Like you, so much has changed. Yeah, you know, memories change over time. So the first half of the record is eight songs, and then the second half is eight songs, and those second half, like, they, there's a lot of connections to the first half of the record. So basically, it was all going to be one thing, and then I brought a double it, record brought it into Sony, and they're like, "Why don't you do? Why don't you, you know, put it, you know, put some time between, so people can spend time with the first half and the second half, and." I think it makes sense, you know. So play that, make, that makes sense, and then you yeah. and then you can re-release it as a yeah. as a, as a standalone. Deluxe, right? as yeah. a There's deluxe. lots of business reasons why it was oh, good too. Smart. Yeah. So yeah. we're doing uh so we're doing this second tour, and we're putting out the second half of the record, and then uh, we'll tour that a bit. Probably do some like PAC type shows, like because we did the, the tour we just did was all rock clubs, and like this maybe we'll do some stuff where it's like we're gonna play the record beginning to end, mm-hmm. like. Um, yeah yeah and just yeah just to indulge indulge that for a minute and uh and you have a hometown show coming up brooklyn steel yeah brooklyn steel that's That's uh, incredible two weeks yeah it should be fun yeah congratulations thank you yeah it's i we played it once on the last record and it was like my favorite show we've played so yeah cool space yeah Man, congrats on all the success. Thank you. Yeah, and thanks for doing the podcast. Yeah. This was really fun. This is much, much better than, I mean, this is a great conversation. <laughs> yeah, it. man, I really appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, thanks, Ellis. I also yeah, want to give sure. a shout out to Greg Dooley. Oh, yeah, Greg Dooley's a fan, right? Greg the Dooley. only reason I know about you guys yeah. was Greg Dooley, when your first album came out, yeah. posted a link to a session you did somewhere yeah. on his Twitter and we're all friends with Greg. And yeah. I saw that. I was yeah. like, let me check this band out. And then all right. yeah, Jack Rabbit just came out and yeah. I was like sold on you guys. Oh, yeah. nice, man. Yeah. yeah. He's a great, great dude. Good, good music fan too. So if he rates you, it's like, it uh, means something. It does. Yeah. For real. I forget what song yeah. it was, but he, yeah. Yeah. Well, I appreciate it. This has been really cool. It's nice to talk with a couple musicians about this stuff, too. Yeah, yeah. man. Yeah. Thanks, Alex. Thank See you, you next time. We'll see you next time. Hi, this is Joseph Arthur. Thanks for checking out Come to Where I'm From. Please support us on Patreon. Patreon.com slash come to where I'm from. We are an independent podcast, and any contributions you can make are greatly appreciated.